This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Shoot yeah, it's hour three. G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Top 10's coming up at 420. We might have to media watchdog Krusty's former GM buddy. That's coming up 440. Here's Wolchuk with that mixed bag. All right, thank you very much. We're going to start with the uh, Texas Rangers, your World Series champion Texas Rangers here on the home of the World Series champion Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. So I just saw on uh, Chris Rose Sports, talking baseball, Chris Rose had Austin Hedges on, who's now a Cleveland Guardian. Chris Rose is a Guardians fan. But he was talking with Hedgie about the assless chaps, Now, we had heard that he was going to wear those in Arlington for the parade. What happened with that? We finally uncovered the details. Here is Hedgie talking about why he did not wear those chaps at the parade. You were supposed to wear the the chaps during the parade. No, I got them. I have them. I still have them. No, you don't. I have them. Mama Hedges was like, Austin, no. She gave (laughs) me that look, and I was like, that's my trump card, right? People got mad at me. I'm like, mom said no. They're like, okay. I can't be upset with that one bit, although it would have been great. Well, the problem actually is they're not just assless chaps. They're also frontless chaps. What am I supposed to do? Like, what's the protocol there? Some sort of banana hammock. But not in the back. You can floss. (laughs) No? I I don't know. Let's make the agreement today here in spring training. If you help the Guardians win Cleveland's first baseball crown since 1948, do you think mom will sign off on the chaps for the parade? If we can figure out the front situation, I will. I'll I'll bring him out. I'll actually bring him out. You can hold me to that. I get it. I mean, a jock strap, right? Or just a cup? A cup would work. Yeah, a cup would work. Or go jock, I think, mostly. So it could be massive. Yeah, you just got to cover it up. I mean, yeah. I didn't know that that do all of them are they all frontless uh, and assless. I think I think chaps in general they, they're not doing the front covering we're not or the covering back any covering. Front. I'm saying assless chaps is fun, but it is redundant in nature. Damn it! In total, it's just chaps and it's frontless and back. I think some of them you can get some front coverage. You know, now it might not be ironproof or or airtight, so to speak, but uh, you know, you maybe at least a privacy shield. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's going to need a lot. We've seen we've seen Hedgie at the plate. That dude swings a big stick. He does. I mean, he's it's a real Austin Hedges. I think I thought the no, most notable thing about the cut to me is just Chris Rose sounds like AI. You know, how is this guy real? He's always sounded like a bot, really stiff. Chris Rose, broadcaster, you know. floss, floss your butt cheeks. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> are you wearing for the Guardians? First World Series since 1948. You're not getting it, Chris. Okay, come on. What he, the hell? He, so this isn't him asking his mom and her saying no. This is him. This is it getting publicized because he he mentioned that he would do this, and then it gets back to mom, and mom she's like, says, "Hey, no. don't do this." Yeah, right. Because you're not going to ask your mom that because you know the answer. So the Rangers effed up and didn't bring Hedgie back. That's no. the other takeaway here. Hedgie Hedgie uh, signed with the Guardians. They wanted it's BS. Him. Dude. I know it's a, it, that's. 
That's not, I mean, Janko's the glue guy, but he's he's locker room guy. He's who's, clubhouse guy. Yeah, I mean, who's going to be the he's Austin Hedges light of guy. this year's World Series yeah. champion version? He's like sort of a minister of, of culture, if you will. And so having him not there, I do think somebody will rise to the occasion. But let's not forget, like, even Hedgie was a midseason acquisition. Maybe he'll become available again. It, it, that, that could happen, and I'm sure CY will be out if, if we're lacking that. Uh, yeah. CY will certainly address that at the deadline. Let, yeah, let somebody try to grow into that role, and right. if it doesn't work out, then you, you, you require them. Yeah, no go doubt. go get an established guy. You'd probably get him for your 40th best prospect. And then we'll but just have who's, to... Whose ass are they going to rally around in the postseason? 140th. Right. I mean, there's going to be somebody. There's a void. We're just going to have to figure out the front situation, and then we'll get Hedgie to finally don it during the parade, as he promised. But we understand why, and we get it, Mama Hedges, right? We respect you and your wishes, and uh, so does Austin. And that's okay. I mean, that's an acceptable excuse for me. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't want to share that with the world. No, I understand that. That's private. It's a public, you know, it's a personal moment. All right, Carmelo has been doing a lot of talking. You talked about beef. I mean, my gosh, the stuff that's been going on with Carmelo and his former head coach there with the Nuggets as well. Oh, they are feuding on social media. But this was fun. Uh, Carmelo was giving the dirt on a potential trade back in 2011. The Nuggets had a deal done to send him to the Lakers to play with Kobe. Here are the details on that. I'm not saying I want to get out of here, but y'all got to show me y'all cards. And they cards was you got you out of there. They cards was, <laughs> you know, no, we want you to stay. Well, well you know how I go. We want you to stay. It's like, no, y'all playing with me now. I said this in June. <laughs> we went to a baseball game at Oreo Stadium and had a good time. And we talked like men and we figured it out. And like, I understand where you at. I understand where you at. Let's make this happen. Here's the teams. Chicago, the deal was done with the Lakers. Me and Nene for Lamar Odom and Bynum. Mm. That deal was done. Mm. I never thought about New York. The Lakers, But then when they turned that deal down, when George had that deal and turned that deal down. Sorry, that didn't happen. Right? He turned that down. Now it's like, oh, y'all want me in the West. You gonna send me to the east? Yeah, give me to get out the west. Give me to New York. The deal never was with New York. The deal was with New Jersey Nets. So when we was All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. the deal was with the New Jersey Nets. George Carl had a deal with Utah, behind the scenes, for the young boy, Derek Favors. Oh, Derek Favors, yeah. Because he wanted Derek Favors. He was liking Derek Favors out of Georgia Tech, and he thought that was a power forward that. He was a Nene type power forward. So that was like going to be, he wanted him to be the next Nene. So you got to go. Got to go. So you ended up in New York. Ended up in New York. That deal was, wasn't supposed to happen, though. We, we need another podcast, another hour to tell we're, that we're, we're specific part story of that. New York. So that was with uh, Dwayne Wade on his podcast. But of course, 2011, I mean, that's year the Mavericks win the championship and they sweep the Lakers. So, I mean, Andrew Bynum, of course, had the moment where he just takes out uh, J.J. Barea in that, but Bynum wouldn't have even been on that team. If this trade happens, you have a big three there with the Lakers of Carmelo, Pau Gasol, and Kobe. Instead, Carmelo ends up going to the Knicks. We know about that, and he had some success there with the Knicks, but that would have been interesting. I don't know that that works there with the Lakers either. Uh, It didn't seem for whatever reason to work out for Carmelo no matter where he went, but how different could that 2011 run have been if indeed you move Carmelo to the Lakers there and pair him with 
Kobe, and Pau Gasol. Hey, fun to discuss. Man, he was really good down the stretch that year for New York, and if he'd been able to play at that level and shoot those percentages against the Mavs, it could have been a totally different series. Carmelo fell off very significantly from 2011 to 2017, but still at that point, he was at the top of his game, was within 18 months of uh, you know, winning a gold medal with Team USA and being a huge part of it. I mean, at that age, he was still able to lock in and be a great individual defender. You know, Carmelo Anthony was an incredible athlete at the at the peak of his career. Unbelievable score. Yeah. I thought this was a fun story. Uh, Kevin Garnett, apparently, he found a gym in Chicago. He's with one of his buddies. And they're like, dude, Scottie Pippen and uh, the Bulls are going to be practicing in here. So KG and his friends, they're, they, they find the gym. They get in there. They spent about an hour watching from afar before attracting the attention of a security guard who pointed at KG and yelled, yo, big fella, get down there. So Garnett puts his shoes on, heads down to the court, where he was greeted by Scotty Pippen, who says, you're too young to be out here. You're just a high school kid. Jordan decided to then let KG have a chance against Scotty. So Scotty wastes no time. He puts him, uh, hits a three on him. Garnett then answers with a dunk, and then they quickly get into a groove. He matches up with Scottie Pippen. They just go back and forth. And when the game comes to an end, Garnett leaves the court, and he's approached by a Chicago native who'd been watching the action, and it's Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah's impressed. He said, Kevin, you just took on Scottie Pippen. Scottie's best player in the league right now. Boy, you could play in the league right now. You should just go ahead and skip college, go straight to the NBA. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I will. Young Kevin Garnett. Uh, I mean, I just wish that That might have been is... the impetus for it. You know, it just hadn't happened. And we're, we're cruising along in the 90s like people could have done it. They just Amazing. didn't think about it. I think going back to Moses Malone, like in the early 70s, and all of a sudden it was the biggest story on talk radio. For weeks, you know, going into that that draft was that a kid had tried it. And, of course, Kobe comes out, I think, just one year later. And uh, we were off and running with, uh, you know, that gold rush. That was a, that was a lot of fun. A, lot, a big, fun time to be a, a basketball fan. Man. Uh, now we go to college football. We've got Joel Klatt of Fox Sports. He's got Caleb Williams as one of his best quarterback prospects of all time. He said, if I were to rank quarterback prospects, this is just since 2012. Andrew Luck, RG3. Those are the only ones that he would have better than Caleb Williams. He's got Caleb at one, Trevor Lawrence at two, Burrow at three, followed by Drake May at four. He said, note, the evaluation of Patrick Mahomes was difficult and no quarterback had succeeded from that offense prior, which, of course, was that air raid Mike Leach, Cliff Kingsbury system. So he didn't include Patrick Mahomes, but he is giving Caleb Williams all the love Right here is Joel. I mean, I, so I think what you would do if you're a team and you're like not in love with Caleb Williams is you're like, let's take him anyway. There's no team that's been right all the time about quarterback. You know, there's enough people out here that feel like this guy's generational. No disrespect uh, to whatever scout is telling us he's not that good. Let's take him. There's there's too many people saying he's got Hall of Fame ability. Yeah, it's all about the talent, right? And then yeah. you need to feel like, okay, we believe in ourselves as an organization and as an offensive coach to be able to surround him with talent but also put him in a position to succeed with our offense. I mean, certainly the situation matters 
with a ton of these guys. Bryce Young was put in an unwinnable situation last year. Maybe now with Dave Canales, he ends up finally showing why he was the number one pick last year. But I do believe Caleb Williams, just talent-wise, is too good of a prospect to pass up. I mean, scouts couldn't tell between Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning 30 years ago. They haven't really gotten any better. You know, we we can identify, wow, that guy looks like he might be an amazing pro. He's in the group that might be an amazing pro. But out of those, nobody can tell still. It's crazy. So if there's a guy who's just generally that description, we got to take him. You'll be kicking yourself for decades if he turns out to be that dude, Chief. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the talent. You, just being on Twitter, I'm like the like Twitter scouting these guys and seeing all their the little cut ups that people yeah. put out there. And every day there is just wow plays from him that you're like, my gosh. No matter no matter what else comes with it, the talent might just be worth it. I will say I, I see a ton of the same uh, in regards to Drake May. That dude's got some unbelievable highlight type of plays i think you got two legitimate prospects here that either one of these dudes feel like they could be they could be legit like talent wise on the field both of them are dudes that you're like okay yeah i'm gonna go ahead and i'll take this risk and the talent is going to hopefully pan out here and hopefully you build something around them that's worth it uh and actually can help them succeed but i think you got two legit studs in, in this particular draft. Yeah, I, I think Drake May is also very, very good. And I think Jaden Daniels is another guy that could be pretty solid depending on where he goes as well. You also have, uh, man, we talk about NIL. Liberty's head coach is dishing some dirt on exactly what LSU paid to go get one of their stud wide receivers, C.J. Daniels, who had an absolutely phenomenal year for Liberty last year. Had over 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, takes the Flames to the Fiesta Bowl, had to enter the transfer portal. And so LSU apparently paid for a car, an apartment, and three hundred thousand dollars to go ahead and get him in the portal from Liberty to go to LSU. I'll Dang. Take that. Sign me up. It's a no brainer, dude. Thank you. I get to go to a legitimate program. I'm going to play in the SEC and they're giving me all that. This is not an indictment on LSU either. No. I don't know if he's trying to do this to point the figure of like I can't believe LSU's doing this. He's this trying is, to be like, hey, what am I supposed to this do? This is what I'm competing with. Like, it's not with. my fault I can't keep the player. You know, like of course I'd wish him to stay wish he stayed. But here's LSU saying here's an apartment, here's a car, here's three hundred thousand dollars. I can't offer that. Right. Yeah, you can't compete with that. I think Oklahoma State's basketball coach was just at the uh, at the podium discussing how different it is and how when he was recruiting Cade Cunningham he could he could actually recruit him and find ways to just be you know build a better relationship with Cade than all the other coaches that were trying to recruit him but now none of that matters because when a team steps in and says we're giving you all this money we're we're gonna give you your housing we're gonna give you cars it's like okay I there's no way I can match that no one's blaming the kid for taking that deal not at all you take that every single day. Final thing here in the mix bag, EA Sports College Football 25 will include Notre Dame as uh, one of the schools in the game. Notre Dame said it would not participate in the newly announced EA Sports College Football video game back in 2021 when they said the game was coming back. Now, Notre Dame confirmed to The Athletic that it will be in the game that releases this summer. So good. We should have all the schools in there. I'm glad the Fighting Irish will be part of it because you know their fans are going to want to play with them in the EA Sports game. You just sold a lot of copies. Whatever Notre Dame wants, you write the check. Big time. There's your mixed bag. Thank you, Wolchuk. Uh, Appreciate it, as always, whenever we can get that mixed bag coming up at 440. I think we're going to media watchdog Brian's former GM buddy. You know, he's got some, some current GM buddies. Those guys know what the hell they're talking about. 
And then there's former GM buddies that uh, didn't know they're, you know what, from a hole in the ground. And now they're in media. And we'll hear from another one with his latest thoughts on the Cowboys coming up at 440. But the top 10's next. We'll Chuck, where are you taking it? National Muffin Day, the top 10 types of muffins. What's your favorite muffin? That's next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Segment is brought to you by the Frankel's Life's Unpredictable Accidents Happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankel's 214 or 817 Go to truckwreck.com. We're going to have Dave Raymond join us at 5 o'clock, talking Rangers with Dave, and then at 5.30, Sands. So it's a big Rangers 5 o'clock hour. Of course, we'll hit all the top Cowboys storylines and anything breaking around our broadcast afternoon, but Right now, it's time for Zach Wolchuk. Zach with an H, your Wooly Bully. Thank you very much. We've got the uh, very best types of muffins in the United States on National Muffin Day. Let me know your favorite muffin, 877-881-1053. No, Eric's a big fan of the muffin top. But I did have this audio that I was saving to lead into the, uh, the muffins. This was great. Aiden Diggs, who we did get to see at Radio Row. Uh, now, he was, I'm sure Trayvon was somewhere, but I saw Aiden doing his own podcast. It was awesome. He was sitting down with some podcasters, getting interviewed. So, shout out to him. He's blowing up. But uh, he was doing a show with Trayvon, with his dad. And, man, I, I, I think nobody can quite humble you like your own kids. And I'll learn this very, very soon. But Aiden uh, just kind of giving his dad the business here a little bit on the show. That was my only bad game, bro. Who's your guard? Terry McLaurin. No, you got cooked, man. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You got cooked. You saw it? Yeah, bro. What I watched did? the highlights. He scored three touchdowns on you. And what he did? And you tried. You was trying to tackle him, but then he just ran past you. What was his celebration? It was like a hug, something with the teammates. He really scored three touchdowns on you? No. Yes, bro. Scored one. Are one. you trash? <laughs> <laughs> Whose side you on? Huh? Yeah. You was just on the side, now you turned against him. <laughs> or you just being honest? Being honest. I love it, man. And he, I mean, it was one touchdown, but Scary Terry did burn Trayvon Diggs in that one matchup. I think it was their first time they played. And ever since then, Trayvon's remembered that. He's done a good job against Scary Terry, but Aiden let him know. Man, you trash. You got burned. I love that. It was adorable. Oh, what an epic relationship that is. So cute. Yeah, those those kids figure out ways to troll you or to get a reaction out of you, and it, it, the, you'll be surprised at how uh, clever they can become at a fairly young age. How old is he now? Seven or so? Eight? Man, I don't know how old he is. Yeah, probably he's probably around probably that age. That, yeah. Yeah. But he's funny. I mean, th- there Way was video of him at the Pro Bowl going up to Sauce Gardner 
and he's taken up for his uncle Stephon Diggs. He's like, man, I saw you talking all that trash, and then he scored a touchdown on you, man. I mean, Aiden, Aiden's great. <laughs> a- Aiden really, really is a treasure, man. We need to protect him at all costs. Uh, the other thing that I saw, and this is probably one of the least surprising stories for us, but apparently there was a group, uh, an entertainment group, that went out to Kansas City, met with Travis Kelsey about doing a TV show with him. So it's already on the in the works. Apparently, they're develop, developing different shows, potential endorsement ideas. But I don't know if this is going to be like a reality show that follows Travis Kelsey around. But he's definitely uh, starting to move into the Hollywood post career, where he's going to get into acting and film and this type of stuff. So, hey, good for Travis. I hope this works out for well, him. Well, this isn't his first run at it because he did the uh, he did the, the love show, the love show, kissing, catching Kelsey or whatever it was called. He's yeah. basically the Bachelor, so he did that, and then and then he hosted Saturday Night Live last year after they won the Super Bowl. Think he, if I remember correctly, did at least a decent job there. So, but it, I think the reality show following him around because you know you're going to get some level of Taylor involved there. Yes, right. Yes. Unless there's like a, unless she's not Taylor not for no. that. You know, sorry, but, you can't use that clout to uh, bring me into this. But yeah, I mean, certainly the two of them, him and Jason. I think uh, Jason's probably going to go the analyst route, get one of these studio jobs, probably do a fantastic job. And here's Travis going to go and. Maybe be the next like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Rob Gronkowski might end up trying to do the same thing. I don't know, but Travis. I just want cutaways of Kelsey drinking in a suite somewhere. You know, I think he's at least ten times more entertaining, intoxicated than sober. Some of the Swifties are worried about that. That's so lame, though. It's just so it's so <laughs> cliche. You're basically a meme right now if you're Travis Kelsey doing a reality TV show dating Taylor Swift. I just I'd stay away from it. Kind of going the Kardashian bit a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know. He's, yeah. he's going to end up uh, having a Hollywood career, though. Yeah, they did that, right? Didn't he do the was it, yeah. uh, Catching Kelsey or something yes, like that? Yeah, so he's got the So experience. he got that thick girl from, Lord you. Woo! <laughs> 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 All right, let's slide into the top ten. You ever seen it on the catwalk? You ever seen the video on the catwalk? Okay, yeah. I'm just making sure. There, there, there were a lot of I people that back. said, yeah, that he he did not end up. Uh, he, I he wish went, I had he, heard. He that was swinging, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people were fighting for him and saying yeah. that Travis downgraded. I said it respectfully. I respectfully. But. Hey. Very talented individual. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. She's got a great modeling career. All right, let's get into the top 10 best types of muffins. 877-881-1053. Happy National Muffin Day. Wooly is my favorite muffin from the 214. I love you. That's very, very sweet. Cornbread muffins. Stud muffin. Getting some love. The stud muffin. Blueberry or banana nut. Chocolate chip. Uh, raspberry cheesecake. Blueberry Russell Funky Town from the 817. Wowzers. Oh, Russell in Funky Town. That's not a. Uh, that's not the name. Damn of, it! I of thought Blueberry. we were getting like a very exciting type <laughs> of muffin here. I've never had the Funky something Town exotic. Muffin. Yeah, I've uh, I've had many good muffins over the years, but my heart was stolen last week in Las Vegas or two weeks ago when we were there. Uh, the French toast muffin was exceptional. Damn it! I never circled back and tried that thing either. But that thing sounded really, really, really. Does good. a popover count as a muffin? Because that thing's insane. Got like an egg in it. Oh, I don't know if a popover counts as a, a popover. I've never even. I don't even know that no. I've been privy to the popover. The popover. They're, no, it's not. A that muffin. looks like a muffin. I mean, it's if it's it looks a like a muffin shape. and cooks like it's a, a muffin. Roll over okay. an egg batter. It's exceptional. Golly, some that, butter and jelly. This in thing it, dude. looks so good. It really, <laughs> yeah. really does. Lucius, where are we going with the muffins? I know you are a banana nut fan. Banana nut for sure. My favorite muffin, you wouldn't even know it because she's not famous or something like that. <laughs> Couldn't find her out here. 
blueberry muffin. Mm-hmm. What is that yeah. like, Kerp? Kerpunctions or Kerspunctions? Oh, the Spunkmeyer? Spunkmeyer. Yeah, we used to get those in the morning before school. Those mm. things were super Dude, fire, bro. Delicious. And I like oh the chocolate goodness. one, even though people don't like the double chocolate. I like uh, the double I chocolate. Love, nice like and warm. Chocolate. Dude, and you got to warm it up. Got to warm it up. You do. You're going to get sticky fingers. Get the, get the, the chips on the milk. Yeah. you talking right now. Absolutely. Son. All so good, man. And the Otis Spunkmeyers are like the most. Legendary. The, the, yeah. the moist, like dead serious, nah, how they keep them so, yes. they seem fresh. Like amazing, the consistency of those things are. I've never had a misfire on mm. those. Whether it's the blueberry, you talking about the sticky, you can see the glisten on top of Always it. Always a treat. Like, mm-hmm. gosh, it's good. The the original Oda Smokemeyer treat was the chocolate chip cookie, and uh, you'd get like boxes of these like little frozen dough balls. And when I was in high school, they they had this little like break shop you could swing through in between classes, and they were always cooking. The Otis Smunkmeyer chocolate chip cookies, and they were two for 50 cents. Gosh, man. Just delightful. What a stud. Who is this Otis guy? Who is Mr. Spunkmeyer? I don't know who Otis is. Killing I think he's here. one of your Jewish brothers. Is he? Spunkmeyer? You think that sounds Jewish? It does. Go. I think so. Who knows? I mean, it could be. It could be. I mean, he very. You can, we'll Google and see. And is he a member of the tribe? I'm on this. Uh, muffin Top, I know 214. Yes, Eric does love the Muffin Top. Uh, and we're getting a lot of individual muffins that are texted in, like people. All right, pastry chef Eric's chiming in. No, the popovers don't count. So we're, we're gonna the double the chocolate muffin from Costco, and that oh, big tray that dude, you get yes. with the saran wrap over Those it. Those are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, the poppy seed ones also, I will, I will have eh. with. You, not, yeah. They're good. They're not, they're not as good. Good. With yeah. You, but they're good. I, I will dabble. I started the with seed. the chocolates, then I went to the blueberry. There was something else in there, and then I finished with the poppy seed. Uh, we've got some others that are being texted in. I mentioned the cornbread muffin already. Um, Never had one of those. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. A cornbread cinnamon strudel. It's being texted in. Somebody mentioned, oh, the uh, the cinnamon muffin from Whole Foods is delicious. Some of the honorable mentions here. Hey, we got to show love to Lisa, though, who replied to you on Twitter. Oh, what did Lisa say? She has pictures of what are clearly homemade lemon blueberry. With an icing oh, lemon on top. Blueberry. There is a, there is an icing like you would, like a toaster strudel sort of icing on top. It was just Lisa Ann? These are, no, no, yes. no, 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 no. This is, this, is, this is Lisa Wolf. And I am on all fours howling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, those, uh, yeah, those, I like those, those icing topped ones. Those are like dessert muffins. Seriously, yeah. man. The wild berry ones uh, I, you I, make in the packets. I do love that the, the muffin is, I mean, really at its core, it should be a post-meal dessert. The lemon poppy seed. But, getting some love. But no one's going to look at you side-eye eating a muffin for breakfast. No, not at all. I mean, it fits uh, a bunch of different moods. Peanut butter chocolate is an honorable mention. The strawberry muffin. A little cranberry orange muffin. The red velvet, monkey bread. If you please. Oh my gosh, monkey bread. Yes, dude. That's a muffin. But monkey I can't get the muffin. popover in there. No, I think you like. I think you you make mu- monkey, uh, bread, monkey bread muffins. into the muffin shape. Yeah. Really, at that point, oh, you, you're, it's really just a shape. Yep. Hair and splitting. Pumpkin. The pumpkin muffin comes in at number eleven. Maybe a little pumpkin spice there. I don't need the spice. I just need the pumpkin. I, the pumpkin I'm not. I'm like not the spice to it. I'm not super pumpkin spicy. I'm really not even pumpkin. But there, the evolution of the pumpkin muffin has been pretty amazing, and that usually is accompanied with some level of icing on top as well. Yes, yes. Uh, an American from the 972 named Ken Rawlings created Otis Spunkmeyer in California. 
So maybe Otis isn't even a real person. Okay, so this is a yeah, this it was Otis different. fictional. It was different back in the day, dude. Huh. It, it wasn't like goods that you would get at a 7-Eleven packaged in, and crammed full of preservatives. They were they were like fire fresh cookies yeah. Okay, in yes. the late 80s and 90s. You could no. get the Otis Spunkmeyer store, and yes. it was insane. They would actually, uh, we would bake every week uh, at Plano. Miss Cannon had uh, a little, you know, it was like a club thing that we would do. It was like the sports marketing club. And Wednesday mornings, we would show up. Uh, they would bake the fresh cookies, and we could go and buy the cookies yeah. for like a dollar for two. Yeah, it, was it was the best amazing. fundraiser thing ever. It was amazing. They were delicious. They, they hit so hard. Good. Like before Tiff's treats, you saw that Spunkmeyer sign. You know you were in for a different level of chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. Number ten is the carrot cake muffin. So they just buy the company, or they just use the name to market people? I don't know what happened. A, a Jewish guy cooking you know, muffins. <laughs> You're gonna want to come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hey, this name sounds Jewish. Yeah. I think from Popeyes what does the same thing too. By the way, <laughs> that lady got big old hips on there. Talk about you come get some chicken. They probably just pivoted for <laughs> profits because the the packaged muffins are so profitable for them. I mean, they're getting like three fifty a piece on those things, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they eat, yeah. bro. Yeah, hey, it's damn good. Number nine. I'm not complaining about those at all. We got the raspberry muffin. Eight is the double chocolate chip. I think that's a little low. We should probably move that one up. But you're right, Lucius. Some people are anti-double chocolate chip for whatever Yeah, reason. I told you. It's crazy. I told you for some reason. I like a modest amount of chocolate chips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 214. This is Pastry Chef Eric. Did you already mention the strawberry crumble crunch muffin? No, but that sounds fantastic. That, that feels like an exotic... Sort of craft muffin. I don't think they're that good, Eric. I think you're making it up, and you probably need to come bring some at the next remote. Yeah, just so yeah, we can taste it. Yeah, man. We can prove it, bro. Come yeah. on. Uh, number seven is banana chocolate chip. That sounds damn good. Hello. Oh, my gosh, Dawson. 817 Mansfield High School still does the Otis Spunkmeyer Fresh Baked Cookies weekly. There we See, go. That's that, what I was talking about with Plano. That's a crowd pleaser back there. Otis Spunkmeyer sugar cookies at our car dealership for the customer lounge. That's a big win. Oh, hell yes. That'll get you to buy a whip right there. Let us know where that dealership is. We might just circle on by. Number six is the apple cinnamon muffin. Mm, that's going to be a, a, a thanks, but no thanks. Really? Not into the apple cinnamon? Nah. You didn't like Apple Jacks either as a kid? Nah. Yeah. I was kind of take it or leave it with the Apple yeah, Jacks. Yeah, it was okay. Edible. No, Apple Jacks are amazing. Stop that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. See, I think they would cut my the roof of the mouth. <sighs> That's see to me the only thing synonymous with that is Captain Crunch, right. and that is a pleasure pain in my mind. I that's still love that's, that's worth it. Crunch berries all day. Top five best types of muffin. We have the lemon poppy seed. Good. Yes. Love the lemon poppy seed. Coffee cake comes in at number four. The boys in the military were scared of poppy seeds. Oh, oh yeah, you know, you we might pop, man. Right? We might pop. I don't want them. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy. Three is banana nuts. Don't you have to eat like an insane amount of poppy seeds? Of course you do. Like <laughs> you have to, you have to eat every poppy oh, seed muffin make, yeah. on the planet. Two is chocolate chip, but number one most popular best type of muffin: blueberry. The blueberry muffin. Boom. That's iconic. Now, with some butter. Hot one yes. with some butter. I was just gonna ask that, right? You you nuke it a little bit, maybe fifteen seconds in the yep. microwave, slice it in half. Little soft butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now Delicioso. That, now you're starting your day like a champ. Let's party. We got to run, nation. Okay, five o'clock. Dave Raymond's coming up. Do we need a media watchdog? Crusty's uh, former GM buddy, who's talking Cowboys running back. I, I think he had a horrible idea, and uh, we'll tell you about that coming up next year in the G Bag Nation. Yes, sir. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Hope you're having a good one. Let's talk Rangers with Dave Raymond here coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll talk with the television play-by-play man, see what he thinks about working with Bassick.
uh, coming up this season. It's going to be a great season of Rangers baseball here, defending the World Series crown. Okay, what's Brian's old buddy smoking when it comes to talking Cowboys running back? This is former Jets and Falcons GM Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN. Guys, this one's easy. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard was mildly disappointing replacing Zeke Elliott. His production went down by about 25%, as Hembo reminded me. So when you're looking at free agency, the first thing you do is say, if we're going to go outside our building, who can we get in the division to help us and hurt our opponent? And trust me, the last thing the New York Giants want to see if Saquon Barkley graduates this year is him with a star on the side of his helmet. Could you imagine the first time Dallas rolls into town with Saquon as a cowboy? And he would be perfect because he can catch, he could run. I think his pass protection has actually gotten better. And based on the way Tony Pollard played, I actually think he would improve that position for the 2024 Cowboys. Okay, first thing, I don't care about going into New York and being like, ooh, look what we got, Saquon Barkley, you know? <laughs> we took yeah. your toy. Might be hurt by halftime, dunked on you. You know, who, who gives a crap about what the New York Giants think? They are our, our B-word already. We definitely don't need to steal their uh, running back. Now, I would say it's possible Saquon Barkley has an amazing season. It is possible. It's possible. It's, it's just too risky. Um so and then and then you add the injury concern on top of that. I can I can clearly see, unfortunately, why Mike Tannenbaum is a former GM with takes like that. We're gonna have to watch dog him, I believe. Guys. My gosh, that is bad. Tear his ass up. I figured you would love this idea, Eric. Come on. For the Cowboys to You love Barkley and you love spending big on running backs. This Come is on, right Eric. up your wheelhouse, this bro. This is exactly what I want to do. You would be pining for this. Yeah, what the hell? You're the king of the watchdogs. I love I love not winning Super Bowls, and this is the best way. To continue that trend, the number one way yeah. you can do it is Man. to throw money at any one of these guys. Barkley, Derrick Henry, doesn't matter. We've seen it's like you, you got to be your running back has to cost you at most like one percent of your salary cap if yeah. you want to win the Super Bowl. At least that's the trend over the last decade and a half. So if you're going to be the outlier because you're so awesome and you can do things that no other team has done over the last 15 years, then kudos to you. But the team that signed Saquon Barkley, the team that signed, I'm seeing Derrick Henry to the Ravens. That's a death sentence. Sorry, Baltimore. I can't have you as a championship contender. You're no longer, I mean, you can contend for one. You could be in the AFC championship game, but you're not going to be able to win a Super Bowl doing that. It would be the worst thing the Cowboys could do is spend dollars on the running back position while they still have a very, very subpar offensive line. You okay. see that Tannenbaum? That That is a, a recently turned 30-year-old sports radio host outworking you at NFL front officing, Saquon Barkley. Did you see the other thing Tannenbaum put out today? He said the Chiefs should trade Trent McDuffie to the Dolphins for Jalen Waddle. They should just go ahead and flip him. You, oh need, you need a receiver. Gosh. you know, So you can part with McDuffie. Who's he, one of the young best corners in the sport? Just helped you win the Super Bowl. Could have been the Super Bowl freaking MVP. Okay, and now you want to give Pat Mahomes the wide receiver that he clearly does not need. He doesn't need it. I think this guy might be the biggest idiot in in sports media right now. And then the other one was Russell Wilson should no go way. back up Aaron Rodgers. This is real. <laughs> Those are all three real. But oh in the last God. two days, what is going on he with said, this, bro? Russell you, Wilson doing bits. You think he's doing bits? <laughs> Maybe, I think yeah. he believes the Barkley to the Cowboys thing. The other two, I mean, they're all schmucky ideas. Trolling bomb. Yeah, I don't. Trolling bomb. I like that. I, I don't think we would fathom it or believe it if we could be a fly on a wall in some of these NFL uh, 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 HQs. 
some of the brain dead conversations they have and Good idiotic ideas that you entertain. Okay, um, he should be ashamed of himself, though. Yes. I don't think he is. He's getting, that's disrespectful he's to the sport. Out from ESPN How are you still right putting now? him on TV if you're ESPN? You're like, well, we got a former GM here. He's got worse ideas than our our fresh interns. Like yeah. this guy, literally, he has no takes. He has no topics. But he's got a title. He was recently a GM somehow, if you can believe it. Three years ago, he was still employed in this league. So I guess he brings some sort of credibility to the table. All right. Uh, mm. Speaking of shame, I'm going to tread lightly here. I, w- I was considering whether or not I was going to bring this up, to be honest with you. But I feel like it's our obligation as girl dads, at least three out of the four of us right now. Lucius is a boy dad. Okay, but uh, yes, he is. You know, I know the girl, the girl dads are a special fraternity, and there's a a girl dad who's proud of one of his daughters, but not acknowledging the other who's back in the news today. Old Chuck. Oh no, and that would be the headline. Judge is going to rule on if Jerry Jones has to take the paternity test. Oh, and I just like to make an appeal here to our guy, uh, Jer. I thought you was talking about Lawrence Fishburne for a second, bro. <laughs> no, no, sir. No, I did not catch Morpheus? that storyline. What's going on with Morpheus? Well, you know, you have to do your Googles, talking about daughters and everything. I'm being messy right now. This club show you thing, everybody. Being yeah. messy. <laughs> it's a toxic, toxic Tuesday. Let's go. Well, uh, Fishburne. As an official representative of Girl Dads Everywhere, if Lawrence Fishburne uh, needs to be addressed on these airwaves, I'm for that as well. But I, I just think for, for Jerry, as with most of us, there's good and there's bad. Okay, Jer? And, um, and I think you do some good things. And, and sometimes it's not cool. And this is an example of one of those. I mean, it's your, it's your daughter, Jer. Okay? Everybody uh, related to you is very visible in their eyes. Okay? I don't need it. A damn DNA test. I don't. I don't need a judge to read something off or to go on Maury to figure this out. It's your daughter, Jerry. Nobody likes to be exploited for money. I know how much you love your money. You have billions, and you're still fighting for single millions when it comes to hiring coaches. But also, Jerry, as much as you might like money, no kid wants to be ignored by their daddy. That's what's going on here, brother. Okay, call it even. You forgive them for trying to exploit you for your money, and they'll forgive you for trying to not claim them as their daddy. Okay? Sounds good to me. I, that sounds like a square deal to me. And, and embrace the girl. And, and, and you know, this, speaking for girl dads everywhere and, and, and girls that wish they knew their daddy, you know, and maybe even they know their daddy. Sometimes they see him, but he won't admit it. How much would that hurt? I, I, you know, I started to bring, it, bring down the mood bring down the room a little bit but this story touches me in a very profound way and i wanted to get that off my chest and a message hopefully to jerry jones as he's hopping in his car right now okay that's a this is a lifetime of heartache that no amount of millions could fill if you don't want to give her the money right uh i guess i understand because that's how billionaires look at it but to deny her the reality of who their dad is and to acknowledge that That seems like it would leave a void in a person's life for a lifetime. And I would never, ever want to get anywhere within shouting distance of my grave without making that situation right before I checked out. Wouldn't want that burden on my legacy. That no matter what people say about how good of a football man I was or how good of a businessman I was, there is one individual out there, happens to be my offspring, that I would not even have the ethics the decency to admit i was daddy and there you have it my message to jerry jones
last-ditch plea to bring some uh, sanity to this story before a judge has to order him to take a DNA test. I would, I would, you never catch me doing that. It's time to talk, uh, talk baseball here with Dave Raymond, uh, TV play-by-play man of your World Series champions, and we're back with it here on 105.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 